I would love to start um, by reading to you out of the word, um, the Bible, and this is from the Gospel of Mark, and this is what it says in Mark chapter 12, starting in verse 30. And you must love him with all your heart and soul and mind and strength. The second is, you must love others as much as yourself. No other commandments are greater than these. None greater than these. Will you pray with me? Gracious God, I just... Uh, Ooh, this has been this has been an interesting message to prepare, God, and um, I know there's a lot of tender feelings around the subject, God, and so I ask that um, I would just get out of the way, that you would speak personally and individually to each person in this room, that hearts would be open to hear what you have to say, ears would be open. Yeah, God, that you would transform us, even if it's just a tiny bit, as we're here today, God, and we hear your voice louder than any other. In your precious name we pray, amen. You must love others as much as you love yourself. I just have to ask you, how much do you love yourself? I mean, really, when I ask that question, how many of you immediately start squirming in your chair, <laughs> right? Like Adam talked about last week, we talk about the love, to love God and to love people, it's that simple. And we can address that, right? We can address that head, head on. We say it's simple, but it's not easy. And last week we talked about loving God and what that looks like and even how we do it. And we will, we will be moving on and talking about loving others, but loving ourselves? Yikes. Yeah. What? What? But it says, the second is this, you must love others as much as yourself. No other commandments are greater than these. That's pretty uncomfortable, isn't it? I mean, appreciating art, appreciating talent, appreciating creation. In fact, I want to show you some pictures. And please excuse the photography skills because I am definitely not a photographer, <laughs> nor, nor do I claim to be one. But this, can you go back? Sorry, Neno, just one sec, go back to that. That's from a field while we were in North Dakota. It was right across from my mother-in-law's farm. Those beautiful sunflowers, okay. <clears throat> this is beautiful Bear Lake. So beautiful. It's like looking at the ocean almost. Okay. This was just on a walk. 
I was over by Dinosaur Park on a walk this spring, and it just took my breath away. Oh, Dave and I got to take a trip to Florida in February, and I just couldn't, I could not with how beautiful that sunset was. I'm just staring at the beauty of God's creation, right? Okay. Harder to look at. Harder to look at. But that's God's creation, right? That's part of his creation. So we, we spend all this time, we talk about how beautiful everything is, we appreciate art, we do all the things, but if I have a hard time appreciating that, what am I saying about the artist? What am I saying about the creator? Right? It says in Psalm 139.14, it says, Thank you for making me so wonderfully complex. It is amazing to think about. Your workmanship is marvelous. How well I know it. Thank you for making me so wonderfully complex. So I'm curious, have you ever struggled with the way the Lord made you in some way? Have you critiqued the artist's works? Maybe you have the physical traits that you just feel are not as attractive as another person's. I'm sorry, your hair is too straight. No, it's too curly. Um, maybe you don't have enough of it. Hair, I mean. Maybe you have too much of it. I know. You're too short. No, you're too tall. You're too thin. Nope, you're too heavy. You have too big of a nose, too thin of lips. Maybe, maybe you're just fine with the way you look, but it could be that you feel you're not as intelligent as the people you go to school or work with. You've never been good at spelling. No, you always struggled in math. You hate the sound of your voice. Or the way you always snort when you laugh. Maybe you wish you weren't quite so introverted. No, you wish you were funnier. No, no, you wish you, wish you knew how to be more serious. Or you wish you had some sort of talent because you can't see that you actually have one. The list goes on and on and on. But the truth is that we have to remember that God made you in a special way. And because of that, you should be full of awe and respect for the body and the mind and the personality that he has given just you, only you. You are you. You're not your brother. You're not your sister. You're not your best friend. You're not that person on YouTube. You are you. 
And guess what? We need you. We need you. It's so important to actually look in the mirror and align the way we see ourselves with the way that God sees us. I adapted something from a post I saw, but it's so real because I wonder how many times we've stood in the mirror and I feel like I'm not just speaking for myself when I say I've looked in the mirror and I've said, I'm not like this woman very much. Maybe even at times I've hated her. I've believed lies. I've told her lies. I've bought into the lies. I've let tell others tell her she's not good enough. She's not pretty enough. She's not smart enough or strong enough. I've allowed her to run through brick walls and stand up for other people that have run her over. This woman has messed up more times than I can count. She's not been a great wife or mother or friend. She has scars because she's lived a lot of life. She's not perfect. But you know what? I have a choice. I can look in that mirror and I can settle for the things other people have said about me. I can settle for the lies that I have bought into, the things that culture has told me are not good enough about myself, or I can believe God's view of me. And I can tell myself, thank you for making me so wonderfully complex. Thank you. Your works are wonderful, and I know that full well. Paul, an apostle, wrote this letter to a church in Ephesus because, guys, there's nothing new under the sun. <laughs> People have struggled with this always. And he said in Ephesians 2.10, he said, for we are God's, what? Masterpiece. Masterpiece. He has created us anew in Christ Jesus so we can do the good things he planned for us long ago. Guess what? 
You are a masterpiece. Why? Because he said so. You are a masterpiece. We are God's masterpiece, God's workmanship, God's handiwork, God's creation. Here's the thing. So much of who and what we are comes from the inside. The inside. It comes from our hearts. Loving ourselves, recognizing our beauty, it flows from the heart. In 1 Samuel 16, 7, it says, But the Lord said to Samuel, Do not look at his appearance or on the height of his stature, because I have rejected him. For the Lord sees not as man sees. Man looks at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks on the heart. Yeah. We all have experienced this in some way, haven't we? We've met people that maybe at first just captivated us, and then they spoke. And it wasn't the same. Because God didn't have a hold of their heart. To truly love ourselves, we have to own who we are and truly recognize that we are God's new creation in Christ Jesus. We were born spiritually dead in our sin. But God, being so rich in mercy, in his gracious loving kindness, God loved us. And even though we were in a pitiable state of death because of our sin, he gave us life in Christ. If that doesn't cause you to stand a little taller and put your shoulders back, I don't know what will. We must never forget that it is only by God's grace that we've been saved. It is only by God's grace that we have salvation. For by grace we are saved through faith, and not of ourselves, lest we boast for salvation. It is a gift of God's grace. But we've not been raised to this new life for no purpose. No, to love myself, I have to understand I am so much more than a number on a scale or a hair color or how much math I can do. You see, we are made God's masterpiece in Christ Jesus in order that we can perform the good acts and works God prepared for us to do. Before we were even born, God had a plan for your life. Actions and works that cannot be performed by the old crystal before salvation, actions and works that can only be carried out through our new abundant life in Christ, which is to be guided by the Holy Spirit working in you and through you. How wonderful that we truly are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works. You are a masterpiece because of what he said and because of what he did. To truly love ourselves, we need to acknowledge we're a work in progress. In Isaiah 64, 8, it says, Yet you, Lord, are our Father. We are the clay. You are the potter. We are all the work of your hand. Whatever 
is going on in our lives. I think about the details just of what's going on in my life right now. <laughs> I encourage you to think about all the things that are going on in your life right this minute, okay? And just know that none of those things are random. That God is working in it and through it. And all those things, even the worst things, or the things we don't understand why it's happening, that God is using those things to mold us, to shape us, to form us. We are on the potter's wheel. And so the posture of the clay before the potter is this. God, make me, mold me, shape me, however you want. And the beauty is that we can pray that because of what Isaiah 64 says. It says that he is our father, and he's a good father, and he's a perfect father, so we can trust him. We are literally the clay in the hands of a good, gracious, merciful potter. You see, a father who loves us as his children and cares for us and shapes us according to his care, we can trust him, the great artist, the creator. So even amidst the pain of being pressed this way or broken that way, we can look up to him and we can say, you are my dad. You love me and you care for me. He didn't just design you to do your own thing. <laughs> the world would tell you that, right? Just do you. Just do you. He created you so you would desire an ongoing relationship with him. And it is through that relationship with him that, listen to me, that is where your identity is found. There and only there is where your identity is found. And it's where you begin to truly see yourself the way that he sees you. So if I'm scrolling on social media and I see a picture of myself, I'm, I'm seeing myself the way culture sees me. But when I gaze at my father and I look in the mirror, I see beauty. I see Jesus. I, I see crystal, the way God knit me together in my mother's womb. I see something wonderfully complex in the best possible way. You were made with a hole in the center of your soul that only one thing fits. Until you find that very specific, specific something, you will never be fulfilled. And that very specific something is God himself. You were designed with an intense need of your creator. And without a relationship with him, you will always be searching for something to fill that hole, fill it up, fill it up, fill it up. I'm talking drugs, I'm talking alcohol, food, money, sex, stuff, occupations, hobbies, travel, success, filters, plastic surgery, fame. 
These are some of the ways in which we try and fill that empty space inside. But none of these things can or will ever fill it. Those things were never meant to fill that space. They cannot. And sadly, many of us just continue to try. A little of this, a little of that. Hoping one day, one day, I'll feel complete. We eventually figure out that this thing over here didn't work, but we think maybe that thing might. So we go on and on and on, thinking, I just haven't found the right thing yet. One day I will. One day. One day I'll, I'll have enough money so I'll feel safe and secure. One day I'll find the perfect spouse that will complete me. One day I'll get that car I've always wanted and my life will feel grand and it will just feel complete because that's the last thing on my list. One day I'll be on YouTube and people will know my name. One day I'll lose the weight. One day I'll have the wardrobe. One day. One day. But here's the truth. One day will never come. The amount of time I have wasted in my life, not liking myself or parts of myself, is time I can never get back. If you're not happy with who you are today, right here and right now, as you are, you're not ever going to be. Because today's the day. This is the day that the Lord has made. And he designed you as you are today. You'll never be happy with who you are today unless you begin to praise God for creating you just as you are. I mean, what does it look like to turn to the mirror and say, thank you, God. Thank you, God, for making me so wonderfully complex. It is amazing to think about. Your workmanship is just marvelous. How well I know it. Can I get um, Graham and Clay, can you guys come up here for a minute? I've got something to give each of you. So if you guys don't mind handing those out, everybody. I don't know. Yeah, I didn't count it out, Clay. <laughs> it's a sticker, you can put it on your laptop or your water bottle or your mirror. Just put it somewhere. 
that you will see it every single day. And remind yourself of how marvelous you are. Here's the thing. The deeper my love for God goes, the deeper my love for Crystal grows. The deeper my love for him goes, the deeper my love for myself grows. Other things don't seem to matter as much because he created me. If I can look and gaze at the sunflowers and see their beauty, I need to be able to look and gaze at myself and see my beauty and recognize I am his girl. He created me, not just to do whatever I want, but he has a plan and a purpose. And the enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy how you see yourself, how much you love yourself. What does it look like to love yourself? To recognize you're a masterpiece. You want to stand, I'll pray for you. Clay and Graham are up here for prayer, and Megan's going to come up, and we'll be available for prayer as well. I want to encourage you, as always, to come for prayer if you um, have anything on your heart. There is power in prayer. There is power in prayer. There is power in the humility to say, I need some prayer. Gracious God, in fact, why don't you just, if you feel comfortable, just raise your hands like this as an act of surrender and receiving at the same time. Lord, we want to receive the truth that you are the most incredible artist there is, that you put every detail on the flowers, every amazing detail as we look at the animals that you created and the different types of creation from the ocean to the mountains. You didn't miss a thing from the scent of the pine trees to the smell of the salt water. So, of course, you didn't miss a thing when you created each one of us so unique, so special, so on purpose, and so made for such a time as this. Not one person is an accident, and not one person is in this room as an accident. You have a plan and a purpose. And the more we recognize and own the beauty of how you made us, each so individual and unique, the more we walk with our head held high, our shoulders back into the plan and the purpose that you have for each one. I pray this week as people look in the mirror that they would even ask you, Lord, tell me something about myself that is so special that you did on purpose and that you'll surprise them with the answer because you love to talk to us.
about how special and unique each one of us is. And Lord, may your voice be the loudest that we would not listen to what the world tries to tell us that our eyes aren't right or this isn't right or our house isn't right or this isn't right, that we would just live in what you have for us and how you made us. Each one, a unique piece of art that I believe you have our pictures hung up in the most beautiful gallery. And you just walk around and stare at the beauty of each one of us. Help us to understand the truth in that. In your son Jesus' precious name, amen.